Hello and welcome to ACLSports.com's Your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Nemeka and it is my privilege to have you on the show today. Uh, this episode of Your Sports Memo Podcast is, is going to be dedicated, really, if I use the term dedicated. Um, dedicated to Manchester United fans. Um, they, they can come on the show to rant about the state of the club at the moment. It's, I am just going to go to a few calls and I would try and discuss with um, these, these fans and let me know what they think and who they think is actually responsible for what is going on at the club and the results of the past of the past few few matches really um it will be fiery it'll be feisty and i hope nobody holds back and i think we i i want to believe that that's what probably was going to happen because there's a lot of them a lot of very angry people about you know on social media at least so i the aim is to give them the the room to to vent and rant so when i come back i hope to have my first um guest and the first caller on on the show so please stay right where you are so i've got my first caller um on the podcast is tuka lekura who is calling from potakot i think in nigeria um he is a very passionate yes. Manchester United fan. Yeah. So, Tuka, what? Welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Tuka, what do you think is the problem at um, Manchester United at the at the moment? Well, I I think there are a lot of issues at the moment. But to start with, I think there's a there's a difference between what the coach coach wants and what the players go on to do on the pitch the plan between the manager and the quality that the players on the pitch have to execute that plan. Um, I think this is the issue they've had in the last two games, especially the one against Arsenal. Last night wasn't as bad as Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the game against Arsenal, we had a, a diamond formation which we've only used once and it didn't come good as much as it did the first time. And I think it, it wasn't just about the the tactics so about the players on the pitch they were not able to bring in what coach wanted also i think the manager made a lot of mistakes when it came to making substitutions and trying to get the formation right the personnel he has is good enough win these games but how he uses them to execute that plan is where the problem is so i think it's a problem on, on both sides and as much as it doesn't look like much it can turn out to be very very problematic for him and the club as a whole. He's starting slow again in the season. Last season we saw the same thing where he didn't start the season off on a high note and we're just at the start of this season, just barely 10 games into the season and United have yet to find their stride. So I think it's a problem of execution between the manager and the players in terms of quality of the players available at the club. Let me pick you up on what you said about, you said that um, the Champions League match in Istanbul was not as bad as the the Arsenal game. Tuka, did you see that first goal? Yes, I, I did. I did see the goal. I think I think that was 
that was an issue of um, positional awareness from the players. Yes. Um, I, 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 my name, my name was the last man for United. He was almost inside the final third. I have when never. They were taking a a corner, have, and the ball was already playing. I've never seen anything like that in my adult life in watching it's, football. It's lack of lack of positional awareness because um, they were desperate to why why, to get why would they have been desperate? No, hold on, time. hold on. Why would they have been desperate? Why it was it, it was nil nil. You were, the team was top of the group. Yeah, you were away. Why are you desperate to to win that game? So early in the match, I I really I really cannot tell. But <laughs> I I think a lot of a lot of went wrong for that circle. First of all, Matic was aware of he played so deep that um um Tuka, what do you think? What do you think um is the way is the way forward for um United? Well, I I I still think there's a lot of positives in the season. Uh, I think um. The international break will do them a lot of good. Like like we saw the other time out. I think the manager needs to go back to the drawing board and know that before you put out a formation for any game, you need to be sure of that formation right from the training ground. You need to look at the people you have to and see if they can ex- execute that that, that plan. Um, last season, for most parts of the, of the season, we played a four two three one, and it turned out to be massive towards the end of the season. And people were complaining that the manager could not um, change formations during matches and all of that. But despite the fact that United looks like they have more depth this season, mm-hmm. I think um, the manager is yet to find a way to use the players he has available to do what he wants. Because from my perspective, I think the major issue United have is the defensive midfield problem. Scott McTominay and Fred have been partnering in that role mm-hmm. to event issues and I think they've done in a few games and they've been extremely poor you know so I think the manager needs to go back to the drawing board he needs to see how well he can manage this I mean look at yesterday I couldn't call out who was my United midfielder Matic was there at some point Fred um, Van de Beek had to drop back to play behind Matic who was supposedly our defensive midfielder and even when Matic came on I couldn't still tell who was the defensive midfielder. So I think the manager needs to go back and see how he can utilize the players available at the club at the moment and see how um, he can like, reuse or rearrange the squad in a way that wing play works. And I think uh, wing backs are not contributing enough. So he needs to work on that. Yesterday we had only managed five crosses and only shows to Marshall was successful. That says a lot about how how the team is at the moment. So a lot of issues need to be sorted out. But first off, the mentality of the team has to change. Um, also, I think one key player in the squad that has contributed to a lot of our issues this season is Bruno Fernandes. He's a quality player, no doubt, but he has been solely responsible for a loss in the games. Last night, he lost possession 34 times. And he's a player that's very good at ball retention. Mm. It surprises me how much he loses when he plays for my United. Anyway, Tuka, um, thank you, you very much. Th- thank you. Thank you so much um, for your call. Right. Thank you for being on your um, sports memo, on your sports memo podcast. 
Thank you, Tuka. Yep, that was Tuka Lekura from Port Harcourt in Legu in Nigeria. Um, from Tuka, who was um, quite modest in his um, in his rant, I I think I'm going to get somebody who is completely different this time around. Um, I've got um, Queen the Red Diva, Doctor IJ in London. Um, she she's she does not. <laughs> she does not suffer fools gladly when it comes to Manchester United. Um, Doc, you're welcome to ACL Sports, um, your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me back again. Right. Um, where are we going to start? Um, I, I, if you, for you, the problem at United is the manager. Is that right? Yes. I'm sure you've been you've been seeing my tweets and we've been having kind of like a, a, a running back back and forth about Ole. If if we go back in time when he came on, I was totally on board. Even when Fergie was leaving, he was one of the people I thought like he, he knew what Fergie was about and he was he could like take us to the next um level. But since he came, the the initial honeymoon period is over mm -hmm. now he's being found out if we remember when he was the manager of cardiff what happened after one season what what happened he got relegated and we don't we're in danger of facing that kind of situation in manchester united now i don't think Ole has shown enough enterprise to show that he's ready for this job man united is, is one of the biggest clubs in the world we we, we got him as an interim manager but he, he shouldn't be managing us full-time. He has not shown that he has the in-game in management to take this decisions or make decisions that that we can see impacting the game. We've not seen any clear pattern of play. He's not sure what his best side is. Even though I know the players also have to take some responsibility. I mean, some of them were signed for 80 million and, and, and earn bogus salaries and they have to take responsibility of what happens on the pitch. Like, if you're asked to do a job, you need to do it right. But the manager has still not shown that he, he knows enough or he's doing enough to take this team to, to the next level. I mean, let's let's even look look at the Champions League game yesterday. Look at the defending. My goodness, I've okay. not seen dog, dog. something so shocking dog. in a long time. I've watched football for a long time. I've not, I've not seen that kind of defending. It was abysmal. Dog. And look at his coaching staff. Dogway.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
to make everybody feel good. You don't mm-hmm. have that edge or that bite, that that anger. Yes, that, that, it that, requires it, to kill some of these players off. You're you're absolutely correct. Absolutely, that that for me is what really really riles me, because this is this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. I I when when you when footballers are on the pitch, a lot of yeah. the time it's easy to get careless. It's easy not to understand the enormity of what you are doing. But when you remember what might happen to you in the dressing room because of the manager. Yeah, exactly. When you remember that there's a chance that you might not even start again for the next three, four games, then you will exactly. pick up. Now, that for me exactly. is my biggest uh, problem with um, the current I mean, the, the worst or the... the we say call it worst or best now in this case reaction we've seen come out of him was one game i think he was having a go at lingard or something and that's that's it the rest of the time he's just sat there holding his hand in his head looking disappointed nothing so nothing we used to see alex going red on the bench like red you knew that half time you were going to get it now at which point at which point in reality do the players start to take responsibility? The first half against Arsenal, that first half yes. against Arsenal. Yeah, abysmal. I have never, abysmal. in the last three, four years, I've never seen a performance like that where ordinary make a pass to the guy next to you, abysmal. complete the pass, show, show passion, just pass the ball, complete a pass, and they couldn't make that. So. Sometimes, as as I know, um, Samala Dice once said that once these players cross the cross the line and start going to a match, mm-hmm. then there's very little you as a manager can do. Then you now go to the still in that Arsenal game. How does a manager legislate for for Pogba's oh, mindless oh, tackle? My goodness. That mindless tackle oh, to award our penalty. Goodness. How do you legislate for oh, that? You see, this is this is why this is why when I look at these things and the I I don't uh, even want to get into the Pogba issue because that's another uh, a whole different. I know people his fans will come for my neck, but no, I don't even give. I don't but, care. But you can because you we can. signed that guy as one of the top top signings in, in the world in terms of the figure mm-hmm. and he hasn't done for one season i've not seen any any contribution he has made based on the 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 pump and pageantry he came with yeah that's true based on you know the the reputation per se he came with from uva i've not seen him deliver at man united there's always a suggestion that people other players have to come in to compliment him for him to I, I mean, but yeah. when does he get to be the top dog? Which is you know, to to take the bull by the horn and say this is this is my team or this is what I want and we keep giving him extending his contract, giving him more money every every season. I, I'm 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 so done with it. I'm so um I've had it. The look at look at Maguire, eighty million. You're the captain for crying out loud. How do you marshal your defense? In the past, we used to see Rio screaming. We used to see Vida screaming. Get, get these guys. Tell them you're watching the game. You're reading the game as well. You're the leader. I, I, I bet. Look at the red card incident against Spurs. It was like Rashford and the others that were having a go. 
Maguire was just behind there, standing and okay. just away from him. What you say? I, I don't know. I and if still, if you, if yeah, the the players also have to take responsibility. But all, all these still goes back to the manager. How are you managing the team? How are your training sessions? I mean, what? Um, okay, in the game. You see the players, like you said, you brought up the Arsenal game and, and Fova was having a bad game. What what decisions do you make? What changes do you make? What time do you make the changes? You've you've had a terrible first half. You've come, you've you let seventy get to seventy minutes, another thirty minutes into the second half before you decide to make a change. What what are you expecting to happen? If if you were if you were Woodward now, apart from asking Woodward to resign. Which is long overdue. <laughs> which which is We're long overdue. <laughs> which is long overdue. What would you what would you do? What would you do at United at the moment? Look, I know I I to be to be practical or sensible or rational or reasonable in these times, we know how challenging we may not really know the entire story, but I know that like a lot of sectors are affected. Obviously football is to because of the global pandemic finances are hit left right and center mm-hmm. but you have to think about what happens if we take this heat now and leave it as it is where we're like what 15th in the premier league that's preposterous only nine only, only nine hey, no, doc, doc, only nine points behind first yeah i know the <laughs> even the season itself is going that way like it's is is topsy-turvy nobody knows nobody there's no clear like front runner yet mm-hmm. but we're already falling behind and there's no guarantee they we're, we're not seeing the signs that you know we've got this that we're going to um, figure it out we're going to get back to so is is the, i i i will admit that it's difficult now do they go all out for a new manager at this time because i'm i'm in the only out campaign now i don't know when it will happen i will keep supporting until obviously i'll keep supporting myself but they have to think about two things now do they wait longer and see if things will change which i don't expect them i i don't think going by what is happening now we have look at the players we have if you look at all the squads in the premier league our squad should be up there yep i agree with you on that we should we should, we should be up there challenging we don't have a bad squad on paper but how does that translate on the pitch so do we give him more time to see if that would change or do we take this because of COVID like there's no money to start changing managers now or whatever or do we now take the heat and we're, we're languishing in the bottom half of the table make and then your, it's too late. I make, don't know. Make, make up your mind. That, you have to make a choice. Make a call. No, I want Ole out. I want Ole out. If, if it can happen tomorrow, let it happen tomorrow because we need a more... He has shown that he's not... He's not all, all there. Man United is too big for him. Let me put it that way. This this job is too big for him. Okay. All right. Doc, thank you so very much for coming on your Sports Football Podcast again. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Cheers. See you on Twitter. Yeah, that's the fairy Dr. IJ, um, Queen the Red Diva um, in London. So from London, I go back to Portacourt with... I've got another United fan, Kingsley Oga, um, who is standing by to rant or vent about the situation at Manchester United. Kingsley, um, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Right, Kingsley, um, 
Are you in the Ole out or Ole in gang? Uh, personally, I've not been one that has been given to criticizing coaches. Uh, we've had, um, since Ferguson left, we've had so many coaches. I've not, for one, uh, been in the game of blaming coaches out like this for whatever outcome the club has. Because I think uh, I'll be forced to change my narrative and my perception perspective rather maybe not totally but um i'm indifferent now but seriously mm. if things don't change i'll be forced to join the holy out gang maybe i'll be forced to do that because with the situation of things he has no excuse anymore for not turning the results uh, so i think that's that's my own sense i'll be forced to do that in few weeks if nothing changes what what do you think what do you think is the is the problem at the football club at the moment? Uh, really, whatever assessments I'm going to be giving, I'll be talking because I'm outside. I don't really know what's going in, what's going on in there in Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But I think Ole is, is, a, is a kind of coach that comes into a game with one or two game plan or perspective. And when, whatever, whenever things don't go his way, he's He's very slow to change in his attitude, you understand? Mm-hmm. If he comes into a game and he sees that we are attacking from the left and um, the ball is always going to the left and probably it's not working, okay, let's switch over to the right. If that is his two agenda for that game and both of them are not working, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the bench is clueless. You understand? That, yeah. That's my problem. For I mean, on the, uh, on the pitch now. Mm-hmm. Up the pitch, I really can't tell so many news going on in the media, Ed Woodward and the rest, but I, I could only give my own narrative with what I'm seeing on the pitch, you understand? So but at, outside the pitch, I think a lot is still going on. So, um, at Kingsley, at which point, really, yeah. do we do these players who get paid a lot of money, at which point do they start taking responsibility for um, their performances? I mean, did you watch the Champions League game in Istanbul? I was crying. I was in tears when I watched that game. Okay. How? Tell me how adults who play in the Premier League can defend a corner kick, can position themselves for their own their own corner kick in the way United did, um, leading to Basaksehir's um, first goal. How? How you, how do, you can't even blame that on the manager. That has got to be the players on the pitch. That is the problem. When they sign this crazy contract, they sign this huge, you buy them for a huge amount of money, and you have a lot of them in the team, you cannot do that. You do that to one person, you see how four, five, or six in that same team. Mm. You understand? Mm. You put Koba on the bench, you put Harry Maguire on the bench, will you also keep uh bruno on the bench will you also keep right on the bench for such mistakes the team is going to go haywire so that's a problem i i i felt so embarrassed even we that play street side football we cannot do such mistakes we know what the coach will tell you we embarrass you in front of everybody there hmm. you understand yeah these are professional players that's another thing so we you, you <laughs> I, i'm such short of words that's the, but it's, <laughs> it's a criminal offense for you to do that what we did yesterday what united did yesterday Cardiff, Pardon me for mentioning them. Cardiff cannot even do that in the championship. If they're even there. What much serve if they do that? Probably you still could be amateur or something. But not from professionals, week in, week out. So what you have to blame the coach too. 
because you sit down and, and the dock where you have you have the players just in front of you that you can shout out them. You can tell one or two players. You understand? Mm. They did not just once. It has happened even against uh, what's the team that we lost that Harry Maguire was was even sacking his own players. Uh, you understand? Uh, it happened uh, once, not twice. That was against Spurs. Hello. Yeah, I said that it happened against Spurs when Maguire was was. It's exactly, it happens against Spurs. So who do we blame this time around? If it has happened once, twice, we have to put the coach in the in the in the, in the equation here. You meet these players in the. What do you tell them in the training? Mm. So what do you tell them in the training? If you keep seeing the same mistake week in week out, that means you've not uh, you've not identified it as a problem. Uh, that's, so that's, that, that's the problem. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy that, now. And you cannot let those players go. You cannot let four or five players go at the same time. It's not possible. So the nearest person that will take the ball is the coach. As a and good, the players know these things that anything that happens is the coach, the coach that goes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good point you're making. The players know that in the end, it will be the coach that will get sacked, not them. Yes. If at, at any, so if at any point, one player is being sacrificed, the next player, you know that, hey, it's going to come to you. So you put all your efforts there. But at the end of the day, after everything, the manager is being dropped tomorrow, another one comes in. The roller coaster, they continue from where they stop. They get paid in at the week. Nothing is their business. Listen, Kingsley, thank you so much for coming on your yes, Sports sir. Memo podcast. Thank you so very much. It's my, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kingsley, for for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. I've got another call. Um, well, he's also in Portacot. He is a family member, but he's more than that, he's a passionate Manchester United fan. So I've got um, Izu Akawa on the phone. Izu um, goes by the very popular Twitter moniker of the War Eagle. Yes, Izu. It is your sports memo podcast. It, it is Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. What exactly is the problem? <laughs> Thank you very much for, for having me on the podcast. Um, it's good to finally be here. Um, Ole, Ole United. I've tried as much as possible to not say much recently because huh? I... I I can't really understand what's happening with United, um, but recent results have been very, very poor, especially at home. Um, we've now lost the away record after yesterday's um, defeat. But in terms of what is wrong, <laughs> uh, I think Ole is struggling to weave a team out of what he has, especially in midfield. Um, we we, we that I feel Ole is struggling to weave a team out of the players he has, especially mm-hmm. the, the midfield. I, I think he has a very clear idea of who he wants at the back for his goalkeeper, um, who he wants in attack, the combinations he wants, and the combinations he, he, he wants in, in attack. But that midfield, the heart of the team, seems to be where he's having nightmares. He, he, he can't seem to to come up with a shape that is balanced enough. He, he, he can't seem to come up with the combination that is balanced enough that can allow his team defend and attack um, effectively. So uh, as you can see, he keeps changing the combination from game to 
Facebook, for example, then uh, um, TNG, and then uh, Leipzig. Fred plays as played as the CM. He played as the CM with some other defensive-minded person like Matominil Matic alongside him. So allowing him to be himself. Then suddenly, when we're about to play, only decides, okay, take over Matic role, totally changing everything Fred does as a CM. But if, if you look at Zidane, for example, Zidane really moves Modric from where he is. He, he doesn't ask Modric to come and play Casimiro's role or ask Cruz to come and do it. You understand? You know, so you already know that, okay, this is where this guy, even when you play at a particular position, it doesn't mean that from from start of the season to the end of the season, you are going to be brilliant all through. You know, but at least you have a clear idea of what you are expecting to do where you are and, and all that so and your roles constant changing of position you know even I, I want to believe the players are even confused for example like the next game we are going to play somebody like Fred has no idea what where he's going to play and what he's going to you know so there's, there's a lot of so in, in a in a in a in short what for you will be um was a way out for Manchester United? Well, I, I think um, it's, it's really, really difficult to, to, to say it. Uh, it's possible that we probably would need to change the coach because apart from the fact that I was struggling to to get the midfield sorted out, uh, there are a lot of things we do and we don't do very well as a team. Uh, for, for example, when, when we try to pass out from the back, we are a mess. When we try to press, at times we don't. When we try to press, at times we don't do it well. You know, so there are a lot of things that are, that we don't do very well as a team, and and it points out to 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 coaching because as as a unit we are we are everywhere. We are, we are just everywhere. You know, so once in a while we we'll get it right, and when we get it right, we look so we look so good. Then when we don't, we look we look so terrible, you know. So there are a lot of things we are not doing very well as as, as a unit, you know. But for me, I, I feel if that midfield, if he can sort out the shape of that midfield, if he can sort out the shape, and then the personnel that will give him a very good balance, perhaps it, it, it will solve a whole lot of issues. Because from the attack, the attack picks itself. He, he he's very clear on who he wants to play in the attack, and that is not an issue at the back. It, it's obvious that whoever he picks, whoever he picks, there's, there's a level they can play that they can't go above it, uh, above it. But that midfield, man, he can't sort it out. He's, he's struggling to sort it out. I, I don't, I don't see a proper problem, um, and, and that's basically because when Ole came as the interim boss, what Gary Neville suggested was what he did. We had a midfield of Matic, Pogba, and Herrera. And Pongo went ahead, and they had a uh, Martial Rashford as a, as the centre forward, and then Lingard as a left winger. Martial um, Pongo went ahead to record perhaps his best season at, at United uh, today. Now, when when Ole got the job permanently, he decided he had seen enough. The same thing like he did uh, against uh, after the game against uh, in the Champions League with Fred. I, I don't think Ole has allowed that consistency. I, I keep telling people that he gives me this Van, Van, um, Van Gaal's uh, vibe because when, when Van Gaal was around, 
In the 4-3-3, we look at CM today. Tomorrow, we play him in DM. Next week, we play him in CM. So we keep changing that in which, for me, should not be happening. So as a manager, it's all the manager's fault. Yes, I, I, I think he's struggling. He's, he's really, really struggling. So, so from um, the War Eagle, who was in Portacot, I go to Adams, who is in Lagos. He's also a Manchester United fan. Um, Adam, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Hello. Hi. Right. What do you have to say about the current Manchester United performance? Well, uh, it, it was a disaster last night. Let me just put it that way. It was an absolute disaster and I feel bad for Ole, really. I, I honestly wished he could have worked out, but I think it's basically time for us to just tell ourselves the honest truth that it won't. Because yesterday the performance was so disjointed, like there was no structure into how we're supposed to break the Istanbul club down, even though we basically knew, okay, their plan was their plan was, you know, wait for the counter, you know, and that was basically what um, the use is called those two But at the same time, what that just went to show was that, like some people have always said, give Manchester United the ball and they don't know what to do with it. Hmm. And yesterday showed it very clearly. Yesterday showed it very, very clearly. It's like, was just give us the ball and tell us, okay, come and dominate us. We don't want you to, we don't want you to do the counter attack like you did against Albizic or like we semi did against KSG. Mm. Where take the ball, come and dominate us. It seems we don't have an idea of what to do. That's just it. That's just it, really. I, you see, I, I understand this um, feeling that. Um, um, that it looks like United can't create chances and all of that, okay, which we say is a failure of coaching, right? But when you even watch the players on the pitch, like um, in Istanbul, yeah, um, like yeah. in Istanbul, you, you, there are some things that they're even doing, and you're asking yourself, are you not professional footballers? For instance, the first goal. How do you people even? How do you behave? How do you allow that first goal to go win? That, that first goal is an is an. You know, I can understand if that goal went in at the 89th minute. Yes, and, you know, it's like exactly. Like we are going for a goal, so we want to points and everything. Exactly. But it's the 12 minutes, and people are saying, "Oh, what should Sokshia have done?" Sokshia on the bench. He has a. Basically, like a clear-eyed, view of what's going on in front of him. You are seeing the Mbaba that has everybody else in the box and is waiting at the halfway line. The closest player that got the alive chase is Matic, who we all know is slow. We've all said that he's slow. In fact, that was basically the reason why everybody was like, "Oh, we should have bought a DM in the summer and all that." No, no. Adam, Adam's wait. I know I, we all like to. I, I know Reed. we all like to. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me just finish. 
We all like to criticize Pep for he does his dramatization for the camera and all that, but mm-hmm. Oga, you saw everybody in the pitch. You should have shouted at your captain. That's why Harry Maguire is, well, let me know if you talk about Harry Maguire. That was the different chapter on the phone. Let's not do But I'm sure he should have actually screamed at somebody like Oga, who is watching this guy? Who is doing this? Who is doing that? Like, I get the players are the force. Let's not let's not no, take I, the force away. Adam, Adam's wait. Adam's wait. Let me. Before they are players, the last night. Let me say. Let me say this. Yeah. You know, whenever there is a whenever there is a set piece, hmm? even a defensive mm-hmm. set piece or an attacking set piece, there are things yes. that are absolutely cast in stone that the players are exactly are, are strategically are supposed to know to, and to do and to do. Right, mm-hmm. so there was mm-hmm. there can yes. be no excuse for the players that were on the pitch last in that game, not to know that. I'm not giving any excuse for the players. <laughs> yeah. I will never give any excuse for the because players. you were saying that the manager should have been shouting at them. No, there should have been at least one person in the United half. There should have been one person in the United half. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, but since it's looking like Harry Maguire is uh, no. not the captain that we no. are seeing him to be, because no. I mean, if the coach is not going to do anything, you as the captain are supposed to arrange your team. Right? No, it was our corner. It was United corner. So Harry was already in the box, waiting for the for the cross from the corner. So he wouldn't be the one on the halfway line. Matic was designated you know to be at halfway line. Sorry, you know there wasn't a direct... Sorry for insulting you. There wasn't a direct course into the eating. I hope you know that. That was the problem. So the First there was a corner. They decided to play a short corner. They play with the ball, moving Excellent. around before they intercepted and boom. So... Goal at our end. Now, I... So, anyway. In short, for you, the... is not working out with Ole, right? It's not working out with Ole. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> I honestly wish it could, but... But at this point, I don't know. I don't know. The way I see it is, you know, I say, oh, hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Okay. So, the way it happens is, okay, we leave him. He beat Severton on Saturday. Three points. Somebody's like, yay, Ole is the coach again and all that. And then, we're going to the international break. And then, we come back and we lose against whoever we're playing again. And then, it's like a roller coaster thing. Like, so, except if we are ready to just deal with that, so personally, <laughs> let's just let's just admit that okay, well, this is the fault now. Let's look for another solution. Let me put it down. All right. See, Adams, thank you for coming on your Sports Memo podcast. Yeah. Thank you so very much for coming. You're welcome. Thanks. So, how am I speaking? So, from Adams, a day in. Um, in Lagos, he he's already said that it's not working out. So perhaps United should look for a new manager. I go over to um, to Holland, uh, another passionate Manchester United fan, Yomi Oknowo. Yomi, um, a lot of people was you you've never been an Oligona um, social man anyway. So how what's the way out of this current Manchester United state? I think my my views on uh, Ole have have sort of like evolved. I think when he first took the, the job, he had a great um, new coach bounce, mm-hmm. um, and, and he did quite well. 
going into the, his first full season, I think it, it, it was underwhelming um, towards uh, the middle part. But but then he he got that rejuvenation uh, when we got the uh, and they sort of like ended well. He's not started really well. It's been a mixed bag. So we've had some great results in Europe. I mean, going to beat PSG at home, having that 5-0 victory. But then we've also had, I mean, the loss to Spurs and then the, the recent one last night. So it's almost like he hasn't been able to put his stamp on the team. Um, initially, you thought I mean, let him get some, some players, um, his own players, and things will, will figure things out. But he hasn't been able to do that. I also have no kind words for Woodward and the Glazers. I think, again, they're, they're tying one hand behind our manager's back and not fully giving him the backing. But at the same time, I don't think Ole can cut it. I don't think he's... Uh, I, I don't think he's going to take us beyond this mid-lane, mm. mid-level, mm. mid-table team, which is disappointing because the talent is there. You see, now you see, you make a, you make a good point. The talent is there. So how can you blame Woodward and, and Glazers? They bought the players. They have bought the players. So is that not up to um, the manager and the individual players? For instance, this the, the defeat in Istanbul, that first goal was an absolute joke. I can't even blame... I, I wouldn't even... Because, because of the way football is, I, I personally, I'm not even blaming the coach on that, on that particular first goal. What were the players on the pitch doing? Well, you see, for, for me, it goes, it goes beyond... I mean, if we start looking at match-by-match match or game-by-game game situations, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you would always find where the players have not stepped up. But uh, for me, that's where the manager comes in, right? I mean, I can't remember who said this thing, whether it was in, whether it was in basketball or in... I think it was in basketball, where they say... The manager's coach and or the coach's job is done before you get to the field. Yep. On the field, it belongs to the player. Mm-hmm. So it's about preparation for me. Yes, he has the talent. Well, let's. I mean, when I need to qualify that because I think he has good. I mean, really good talent, which you, which you challenge given the context of the of the Premier League. But I don't think we have the talent to win it. I don't think we can beat Liverpool on their on their day. I don't think we can challenge City. So again, is that where we settle? That's my that's my challenge. I don't think we have those that those players with the same gravitas that we used to have, and that's why I blame the Glazers. But going back to Ole, I don't think he's preparing them enough, or he has stamped his authority enough, whereby the players they are afraid to come off that pitch because they know coach go tear for them when they come off. You know that kind of thing. I, I agree with you they completely don't, they don't on that one. Idea. I agree with you that, on that. You know, so, so that that's my that's my challenge with the whole structure that we have today. Right. So what next? So if I was to round up, I would say he, he definitely, I mean, I don't believe in changing coaches midway. I think we should, I mean, we should allow him complete the season. Let's see how it goes. But I think longer term, I think we definitely need somebody else. The problem now is who is that somebody else? I mean, <laughs> where are the good coaches? I don't know. A, but, lot, uh, a lot of people are screaming for Pochettino. Where do you stand on that? Ah, Pochettino. I, I think it's an upgrade on Ole, if that's what we're looking at. Okay. I think it's an upgrade on Ole, but is, is Pochettino going to win us things? Will he, will he challenge, I mean, a club and Pep? I, I don't think so. He had better players than we have today at, at Spurs and he didn't do anything. So, but he's definitely an upgrade on Ole. All right. 
Okay. So you me thank you so very much for um your time on your sports memo podcast again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, that was that was Yummy in um Holland, um who even though he considers Pochettino to be an upgrade on um Olegona Soksha, he doesn't think um he's probably the person United should be going for if if um the club decide to change managers. I've got another caller um I've called I've got somebody else on the phone from Lagos, Nigeria. He's regular in the house Bola Adegbomire. Bola, it's been a bad two last two games for Manchester United. Where 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 do you stand on all of this? What do you think is the problem? Uh well in terms of what the problem is, I will say the first thing I see is I will place it at the foot of the manager in the sense that he should be applying more pressure or reading out the right act to the boys so that they can actually give their best. I think there's a lot of talent in the team. Uh, the matches that I've seen, um, if you look at this season, I don't well, from where I stand, I don't believe that PSG and Leipzig were just a stroke of luck. I actually mm. believe that the managers can and the players can. I believe the manager hasn't gotten right the odds in terms of attitude and motivating the players. Obviously, there are a few players uh, from especially the last two matches that one would look at and be like, how on earth did you play like that? And it has nothing to do with talent per se. I mean, take yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was um, the Turkish game. For the life of me, I cannot understand how players at that level, for me, it has nothing to do with the manager that players at that level actually went up for a corner and the only person that was left behind was standing to the right of the pitch as opposed to standing centrally where you've got a better chance of cutting out a ball that either comes left or right. Mm. He was standing to the right and unfortunately I think it's a Matic, I think it's a wonderful player but age is catching up. So he doesn't have the legs again. And it was so obvious. And I mean, one of the reasons why it was so obvious to me is I look at Dembaba and all the years that Dembaba, when he was much younger, was in the premiership. I can't remember Dembaba ever striking me as a center forward or forward that has pace. And you could see that clearly the because of where he was standing and obviously he doesn't have the same legs again. Um, I mean, Matic has never been one blessed with a lot of pace anyway. Mm. But of course, age and all that catches up. So there's some things you see, you're wondering, this is not a matter. After you've put in everything and you've played on the pitch and then they can't even, like on um, the Arsenal match, where they can't even string three, four, four passes together. I mean, how do you blame the manager for that? 
the the places where I think and I I know that you sent a tweet out like that um, with respect to that, and I totally agree with you. Is the fact that when one two matches here we are playing a third match against a team that has zero points so far, and we're playing away. We're blessed with pace. We've got Marshall on the pitch. We've got Rashford on the pitch. Apart from the fact that I think the manager got caught in this thing about uh, his playing on the break, I can't understand why we were on the front foot. We had no business being on the front foot like you tweeted. Stay back. Soak the pressure. Hit them on the counter. Even if we go away with a draw, three matches, seven seven points out of um, three. If we win the next home game against the guys, that's 10. We're basically home and try. We won't come top of the group. We'll come second. That's the worst that can happen. Frankly. I really don't... In, from that perspective, I put that on the manager. Frankly, just... Um, and then, of course, we've got um, some of our friends that you... You know, my... Just, just, my views just, about the Instagram and the Instagram star that we've got, Mr. Paul Pogba. It absolutely I, he, he he gets me round put it that way. Every time I see him lumbering across the pitch. And it's not about talent. I just believe that he's a player who doesn't understand that application without talent. Just doesn't cut it. You can have all the talent at the world, but you've got to apply yourself in every sense of the word. I mean, this is the fifth season. And there's still arguments for and against him. It, I mean, it just tells you that he just hasn't pulled his weight in um, a red shirt. But am I am I rooting for the manager to go? No. But do I see the signs that it's not impossible that the club could react in a knee-jack manner and Oh, yes, I know the possibility exists. You mentioned the last caller talking about Pochettino. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly enamored or jumping up at the thought of um, Pochettino coming, not because I think he's a poor um, coach, but I really am not so sure we will be getting a coach and so, I mean, a coach two or three levels above what we've got now. See, for me, for me, I just the way the team was set out in Istanbul, the way the way they they went about their business was just disgusting. And if if the manager was fired for that, I would not even shed a tear for him. Because it was just, is it was, I can't, I have no excuse. I can't find an excuse for what um, what they did in in Istanbul. But there again, this is what this is what has been going on. See, um, if if um, you know how these things go, this club on Saturday they come up and they win at Goodison Park. What happens again? Of course, if they come up and they win at Goodison <laughs> Park, I'll presume the the Angman news will be held back 
for another week or two or three or until then. But then lies as much as I like, as much as I think he can come good. But then lies the problem is the toxic nature of his results. Yeah, the inconsistency is annoying. The problem. Yes, that's it. I mean, how do you go from PSG to yeah, just say we we could absorb or, or what's the word we could accept Chelsea because we would say okay he had lost two matches at home so yeah let's just stay in the ship at home but how do you go from PSG to Chelsea like I said Chelsea a bit excusable but then how do you then go to let's say play so well and then come on Sunday against Arsenal and be so listless then go to Turkey and play like that again and then we might as well go to Goodison and win 5-0. But Absolutely it, play them off the park. So but, it's, it's actually that topsy-topsy nature that creates the problem. But I have I have a very bad feeling about about this. I have a really bad feeling about um, that Istanbul performance. It reminds me of the last month or last two months of his first half season when the club just the players looked like they didn't want to be there the players didn't seem to know what they were doing and we were just losing anyhow and that's how we the club also went to goodison and lost 4-0 in one of the worst match United performances i can remember so uh, if that happens um this weekend again then he might not come back from the international break I don't think he will come back from the international break if they lose badly at the weekend. Yes, it's um, it's a big possibility without a doubt that if if that happens, he might not survive the international break. Your your spot on there, that is um, very likely. But it will just be sad because I will. For me, I would say that um, if he gets back, he sacked himself. That's the way I would put it. Indeed. That if he gets sacked, he actually sacked himself. Yes. I know what I'm going to say next is not the most popular view. Well, that's the impression I get at times. Presently, when I look at the squad, every time we go on the pitch, there's not at least, at least, God of Fred of Scott on the pitch. I have a bad feeling about the match because we need their legs. Yeah. Especially when you have Bruno and and uh, or Mata with one of the two or any of that three combination all on the pitch, you need one of those two at least on the pitch to cover the grass. None were there yesterday, and immediately I seen it. I was like, okay, this is this is going to be one of those matches. I would have loved to have been proven wrong, but sadly, we are where we are today. Hmm. Bola, thank you for coming on um, ACS Sports Podcast, um, your Sports Memo Podcast once again. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Emeka. Thanks. So, from Bola in Lagos, I, I'll take the last call. Well, it's a voice note from... Um, Aze 
also known as Gentleman Samurai at Stenzin on Twitter. He will be um, the last message for for this episode. Here you go, Easy. Take it away. Uh, my name is Easy, Man United fan. Uh, uh, the current problem at Man United um, is down to coaching. This is the beginning of the season with the new squad. Probably the best squad on paper we've had since uh, I think the Vanga era, the last season of Louis Vanga, if I'm not mistaken. So I might argue probably um, the 16-17 Josie season. Yeah, Pro- probably amongst those, uh, probably parts, probably the three of them, will, the three, has been the best squad we've had in a while. And what we've seen beginning of this season it's lot of excuses and excuses but is a very very poor coach it's no let's not sugarcoat it he's very poor his his work tactically is awful it's awful it's it won't be taken in any other top club what happened yesterday not the result the result was shameful actually but the way we play there was no idea we had we have the, the players we have are they are not slouch these are guys that are pros that go to their national teams and they start and they are very very effective people talk about uh working talks about players knife you know the um players not um being too big for their boots players not showing cojones so to speak but at the end of the day what we'll see this season this few games of this season is what we saw last season the same style of play this is exactly the way we began last season horrible football team bruno saved him in january and it's what we are seeing it's not coincidence the the man doesn't know how to coach a team at this level where the expectancy is very high where you have to bring where you have to bring result and at the same time you have to deliver quality football he doesn't know how to do that fair enough people might say he has gotten great results yeah he has but then again looking at those games analytically we played in a certain way where we did not have to like work the ball we were more like the antagonist so to speak and the opposition it was the we give the opposition the ball for them to create try to break us down why when they feel we hit them on the counter and it worked yes it works football that's how football it's most of the time but it gets you nowhere if you're going to play say 50 matches at the end of this a season and hope to win a trophy or win the league it gets you nowhere playing like that for a team of our 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 pedestal the onus is always on us to create chances. O- onus is always on us to break down teams home and away. It's always on us. You're the big team and you pay those guys top top dollar to do that. And we also pay the coach top dollar too to work these guys. To work the pitch. Well, Ole has been failing for a long while. I'm not going to delve into saying the club structure. That's it's like beating a dead horse. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. Woodward came in the last AGM. I think the last AGM was the last AGM. I said they like the the general consensus that the way they do things is the best way for the club. 
well it's up to, if we want to change in that aspect we have to say the club has to sell we have to find a good buyer but what we see now it's not because of woodward people say he didn't get only sancho oh yeah he didn't get only sancho it happens yeah everybody was heartbroken it happens but all he did in a couple of days he got how many players good players and still we can't still get the style of play look at Mikel Ateta it took him how many months to have his style of play it was clear to the blind that this is the way Ateta wants to play I mean he defeated Ole in 1st of January and they were playing the same way now they've improved upon it by getting some certain players that are effective players with um, experience like William and, and Thomas Partey it's clear for everyone to see Ole is very poor emotions won't change that he's a poor manager he has the tools at a display but he can't seem to he's a bad he's a bad <laughs> he's a bad handy man well um is he's not what's the word he's not um his views on the manchester united manager are absolutely cast in stone and the results the last two results have um seemed to bear him out and that is where we come to the end of this episode of your sports memo podcast from the stables of acsports.com if you if you've enjoyed this uh, be ready if you check out our handles you see the times on um when you can be a part of the pod you can just send a voice note or you can send you can send a message on the on a whatsapp number and we'll definitely call you back to be a part of the show so till i come your way in the next episode my name is calvin emeka peace